been a whirlwind of a year, and just like that, we're almost at the end of it. Attending the annual Engagement Awards last week was a poignant reminder of the wonderful ways that USG students have engaged with one another over the past eight months. Shout out to our listeners who wanted us to be recognized and for ultimately seeing us get the Transformational Impact Award. It's nice to get an award made especially for you. But enough about us. One star of last Friday's Engagement Awards was recognized as a wonderful community builder and is also today's guest. Our special treat for you is Katie Garcia, a biological sciences student at UMD and a recipient of the Leadership and Service Award at last week's Engagement Awards. Thank you, Katie, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm Henry, your host, and welcome to 90. So, quick question. How do you feel after winning the Leadership and Service Award? Oh my gosh, uh, it feels wonderful. Um, I've never been recognized in such a way and it was just so unexpected. Like in my closing remarks, I mentioned that I was just happy to be there and be involved and just be part of something at USG. So it never crossed my mind to be recognized for anything. And like, even to the scale of having that tribute video made. So, so it was definitely something I'll always remember. USG will always hold a special place in my heart. So I'm so glad I got to share that moment with everyone. We're all very glad to have gotten to hear a little bit of that special moment as well. And so can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be here to this moment, educationally or professionally? Yes. So I had transferred to USG after about six years at MC. There I got my life science um, associate's degree. Um, I'm going to be finishing my bachelor's this May and I'll be graduating with my degree in biological sciences. So I'm really excited. It's about eight to 10 years to take my bachelor's, but it's finally here. I get to have my moment and I'm going to pursue a career in medicine and hopefully become a physician. So I'm on that track and I'm really looking forward to it. At this point, I don't mind how long it takes me just as long as I get there. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. And it's not about how long it takes you to get down the road, but the journey and the experiences that you have along the way. So thank you for sharing that. And so today we're talking about community. So what does the word community mean to you? Um, So I think the word community, I think it's used very loosely. Um, I think people, you know, just use it to describe a place or an organization, but it can definitely extend way beyond that. It's a, a sense of living and togetherness. Like, it's like a gem where it's a multifaceted. So it has many interpretations, many depths. So it's a combination of like understanding, inclusiveness, respect, love, identity. I think an important aspect is acceptance. It's, it's a tricky but simple at the same time kind of definition. But in the community, there's a, a connection of some sort, like a genuine connection with others. Such a wonderful description of community. I mean, people would normally take it as being just a group of people in a certain space centered around a particular ideology or some sort of thing that brings them together. But the way you described it in this multifaceted way is so intriguing. And so talk to us a little bit about 
the communities that you are a part of. What are your some of your favorite things about these communities? So I feel like I can extend out to several communities. You know, I consider myself part of the Latino community. I am second generation. Both my parents, you know, are immigrants. So I definitely relate to other students, other people in the Latino community. I'm in the STEM community as well as a Latina in a STEM community. There's a deeper connection, you know, with those who uh, they can relate on the struggles and how much further we have to reach to make it somewhere. And, you know, you don't have to know people closely or even personally to relate to them in these kind of communities, which I really love because it's just the basic understanding of the struggles that the families go through and how much harder it is to reach certain goals. I would say that I'm part of like the cosplay community. <laughs> I've tried, um, you know, costumes and going to cosplay conventions. That's definitely a, a unique experience I had. I'm part of the pre-med community as a pre-med student, hoping to um, become a physician. I consider myself an ally for the LGBTQ community. You know, I try to be supportive how I can. Um, this is kind of how I say that community is multifaceted. So there's so many, it's not necessarily, you know, a region, a culture, but beyond that, it's your beliefs, your confidence in yourself. It's so many things about your identity that spread into different directions. And in terms of my neighborhood community, um, like an, an actual <laughs> community in my neighborhood, I try to volunteer as much as I can, you know, whether it's at the soup kitchen, whether it's just, you know, volunteering to help a neighbor down the road. Um, I try to just be part of something. Um, I actually am part of a, a Facebook group. Um, recently, I joined where it's called like Buy Nothing Facebook for um, Colesville, Silver Spring, and I think Kensington. Um, and it's basically everyone on there posting things. Oh, my child did this. Oh, I have this to give away or in search of something. And it was really great because once I learned that graduations were gonna be virtual, my family was trying to figure out how to make it more special. So we were trying to see if we can get a projector since you know it would be in the form of a video. And we didn't have one. So I you know, just put a post out on Facebook saying in search of a projector for my graduation, we just wanna make it more special. And this random woman, you know, just out of kindness offered to let us borrow hers for a weekend. I don't know her, I've never <laughs> seen her before. I don't even think she's directly in my neighborhood, but just that extension of kindness, just, just to make our, you know, celebration more special is just so still kind. It was unexpected. I didn't think someone was going to respond, but that itself is like definition of community. Wow. As you were saying, there's so many different communities um, that we can all be a part of. And I want to jump back to two of the ones that you brought up. Uh, so firstly, in terms of the LGBTQIA community, that's mm -hmm. one community in particular that sometimes gets left behind in terms of discussions about addressing issues with marginalized communities. So can you expand a little bit on that? I try my best to be inclusive. You know, definitely we live in a society where a lot of the older people, a lot of family members don't have the same belief system in terms of that community. But I try to be inclusive regardless because at the end of the day, we're all people. You know, we all have emotions, we all have goals, we all have aspirations. So it's looking at the core of the person and not everything separately. So I think it's important to recognize the LGBTQ um, community as legitimate people. And 
I have seen the marches, you know, I've seen the posts and I've tried to, uh, you know, take time to dedicate to those movements. And I can't say that I, maybe I didn't make much of a difference, but I hope to support it in any way that I can. I think speaking about it, however sporadically, and even just recognizing the importance of recognizing them as human beings with that human dignity is a wonderful way to do that. And then the other one you slid in there was costumes. Can you talk about that as well? (laughs) Yes. So the cosmic community, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but um, it's basically people getting together in the big convention center and there are games you can play there. You can meet other, um, you know, the voice actors of cartoons, of animes, of movies, of comics. And it's just a great atmosphere to be there. And you can go dressed as your favorite, um, you know, video game, a character, from a movie, just anything. It doesn't even have to be related to anything that's going on there. But it's everyone kind of coming together, being silly. And so once you go there, you know, first it sounds silly, like at the beginning. And I remember when telling my family that I really wanted to go and be part of it. I remember I dressed up as Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And I dressed up as Louise from Bob's Burgers. And I went by myself. I think some of my friends were a little uncomfortable going just up to something. But I went there and I automatically made friends on the Metro. They noticed my character and came to talk to me about the show and about the movie. And they complimented how I looked and they taught me like the etiquette of being at a convention and going there. People just treat you so kindly and they just get along so well. Everyone is just there to have a good time, to be part of something together. And it's just it's such a great atmosphere. It was so much fun. You come across so many people, you make so many friends and you can't wait to go to the next convention. Hey besties, it's Megan, and for this podcast episode, I'm shouting out the USG services and events for this week. Firstly, in support of Black Lives Matter, join USG students and the entire community for a heartfelt and constructive discussion regarding the Chauvin trial tomorrow, April 30th, from 4.30 to 6 p.m. This open forum hosted by Dr. Nolan, the program director of UMBC Shady Grove's history program, and Dr. Musgrove, an associate professor of history, will give students and members of the community a chance to reflect, process, listen, and engage in dialogue and discussion of all the charges related to George Floyd's death in May of 2020. Register through the USG Weekly. Next, with all this talk about community, we're sure that some of you are interested in opportunities to allow us to help. On Sunday, May 2nd, from 1 to 3 p.m., join the Psychology Student Association and the University of Maryland Association of Nursing Students, or UMENS, for the second installment of their Food Insecurity Food Drive. They will be accepting food items at the gazebo by USG to donate to Gaithersburg Help, a local food pantry. Check out the USG Weekly for information on what food items they are accepting, as well as their contactless options for donations, such as Venmo and Amazon wishlist. Please contact PSA at psashadygrove at gmail.com for additional information. 
Grover Essentials has always been there for our USG community. With that being said, in addition to food items, they are now offering bags of popular toiletry items that have been requested by the USG community. Next, being an active member of the community can sometimes be stressful. Join the Center for Counseling and Consultation on Wednesday, May 5th and May 12th from 12 to 1 p.m. for Mindfulness Skills for Successful Living Workshop. You could register through the USG Weekly. Next, we are so close to the end of the semester, so let the USG graduation festivities begin. From Monday, May 3rd to Sunday, May 9th, check out the USG graduation celebration kudo board and virtual photo booth. Through these applications, we will be able to check out photos, gifts, boomerangs, memories, and stories. Check out the USG Weekly for all of the links available. Lastly, Henry, Joy, Kayla, and I are all retiring. We know, we don't want to go. But if you've been interested in hosting, writing, or advertising for a podcast, the 90 Podcast is here to make your dreams happen. Check out the USG Weekly to sign up for an interview with the team, or email our host, Henry, at hmind1 at umbc.edu. That's h-m-a-i-n-d-i-1 at umbc.edu for more information. All of us are happy to guide the new team, and thank you in advance for keeping 90 alive. And that's all I have for this week. Thanks for listening. People just treat you so kindly and they just get along so well. Everyone is just there to have a good time, to be part of something together. And it's just it's such a great atmosphere. It was so much fun. You come across so many people, you make so many friends and you can't wait to go to the next convention. That's so wonderful. And especially the aspect of the people on the Metro telling you about the etiquette related to being at these conventions. And so what would you say are some vital things that a community needs to be successful? Ah, okay. So I would say something vital is just a sense of togetherness is essential for a community to thrive. And aspects such as acceptance and not, not just tolerance but acceptance and growing from that it's necessary to be respectful and inclusive and these are just foundational blocks for a sturdy community and like how you mentioned you know they just approached me kindly they knew I was part of the cosplay community they engaged with me in such a kind way and in that moment I felt actually part of the community since that was my first time going I felt like wow I can say that I'm a cosplayer (laughs) as silly as it sounds no, it doesn't sound silly. Every community is, is valuable and adds to who we are as people. So it's it's awesome that you shared that. And so that's, that's a holistic look at who you are, right? The spaces that you've occupied. And so coming back to USG a little bit, what is what would you say are, is a big challenge or some big challenges that you face as a student leader in the USG community? especially during the pandemic? So as a leader, I would say one of the most challenging aspects of leading like during a pandemic is projecting that inclusiveness, that enthusiasm and motivation, you know, because a lot of students may feel burnt out and it's understandable, you know, you may not have the bandwidth to read any more emails or respond to any more emails um, and it's draining. 
you know, I can't say that I haven't felt the same way. And it's not that you don't want to get involved, but just the gravity of that you have to push against, which makes it harder to be involved. And um, it's, it's really a balancing of trying to work through my stress to help other students get involved and work through their stress. And there's a sense of when you're a leader, you feel that you have to be continuously driven. You know, you have to maintain that um, for all the other members, especially if you're a president or you hold a, a role like vice president or treasurer, you're expected to be a strong link and it can be draining. So I just tried my best to push through it because, you know, as leaders, you're kind of like the core of the group, core of that community. And you want to keep engaging with everyone else and maintain that engagement. So that was definitely something I found that was challenging during the, the pandemic. It's such a valuable point, right? I mean, the concern about everyone else burning out and then also you burning out as a leader as well. And I think that the pandemic will be really useful in terms of helping us to be a little bit better in terms of managing our stress levels especially when we're in positions of leadership. I agree. Mental health became a big aspect that the world had to look into, like above anything else. That was, I feel like that was something that everyone had a reality check for. Absolutely. I mean, you, you think about like all kinds of different organizations and how for them now this consideration of um, well, we've never allowed people to work flexible hours or um, not allowing them to work from home or forcing them to work overtime. And then now you're in this situation and it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Maybe this, maybe this actually is significant. Maybe this actually is something that we should be caring about, right? Maybe it actually matters if my employee keeps saying that they don't like their job or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's a valuable point. So what are some tips that you have for people who want to become active members of the community? Oh, so kind of extending on my last answers. So maintaining that drive, um, definitely your, your innate desire to be involved kind of fuels you through that burnout, you know, helps encourage others. So if you have something you, of interest or you find something, pursue it, you know, can go fulfill what you feel will be something you can be a part of and you can help flourish even if you're the only one you know I began volunteering at a food kitchen and it was just by myself you know I'd wake up early and just go be there for a few hours and come back home and no one really mentioned anything and you know when I came home you know more often after there you know a few weeks passed by people caught on and they were asking questions and then asking me if they can come and that really small act can generate a movement. So it's definitely worth, you know, putting yourself out there, pursuing that that drive of wanting to do something. It's definitely worth it. And I would also say to definitely surround yourself with those that make you feel accepted. You know, you have to be aware of your surroundings and know that trees will only be fruitful when planted in a proper environment. And that goes for leading yourself and leading others. It's a really good metaphor, right? Um, Sometimes we can think about the quality of the seed as opposed to the environment that the seed is actually planted in. Um, Mm -hmm. I think about, from a religious context, 
there's one particular story that's often told about the seed being planted in different places, right? Yes. So I'm very, there's, I'm very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for, for any of our listeners who might not be, um, there's the seed that was in rocky soil. There was a seed that was planted in the thorns. And then there was a seed that was in this rich soil. And so just the, the environment that you're placing your seed in is also significant. Um, and another saying that people sometimes use is success begets success. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a really awesome point. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Thanks for expanding on it. That's exactly where I, you know, kind of got this idea from is that idea of the seeds and where you sow them will, you know, depend on what manifests. Absolutely. So that has a lot to say about you and your growth and how you feel in the community and how you can be a community for others. Awesome. Okay. So that's a lot about what you've done at USG and beyond. And so with you graduating from USG uh, in just a few short weeks, congratulations on that. Uh, How do you, of course, uh, how do you plan to continue building community after leaving USG in the different spaces that you'll be occupying? Uh, you know, I'm ready to get out there and get involved, like get involved with, you know, clinical shadowing, um, get more involved in the medical community, volunteering more. I'm ready to to put myself out there more, um, especially because I feel like I will have more time. I will be studying for the MCAT. And luckily, that's something I get to dedicate time to um, in the next few months. But it's not like I have school, you know, assignments to do every day. So I'm really excited to just get involved, get out there, um, you know, build my resume, just be more a part of something, you know, as many students who go into pre-med, they're pursuing this career because they want to be involved hands-on, and I just can't wait to be that person. (laughs) That's wonderful. So everyone keep an eye out for Katie Garcia, the future (laughs) physician. Um, If ever in trouble i will be sure to find you and i'm sure that some of our listeners will be sure to do the same and so thank you so much for um, sharing everything that you've had um and for joining us today we really appreciate you thanks for having me it's been great Thank you so much for joining us and thank you all for listening. We hope that you continue to build our numbers up as we seek to get to that elusive 1,000 total plays mark um, and that you join us next week for our final episode of the year, which is going to be called Letters to the Next Podcast Crew. So come back next Thursday to the same place and we'll catch you next time on 90.